What's up, everybody, and welcome back this week for the Loud Thumbs Podcast Game Awards Nominee Edition. Josh and I are ready to talk. I am one of your loudmouths, Nick. And I am the aforementioned loudmouth, Josh. Yes, absolutely. Uh, take two. We always like hearing our intro a couple times. It's, it's a good tune. It's a good tune. So. <laughs> Uh, everybody uh, on live stream saw, uh, but uh, anyhow, technical difficulties happen occasionally. Make sure we got good audio for all of our podcast listeners after the fact. Uh, so we are going to discuss our game awards impressions. Uh, they did announce the nominees. What do we think about this? We're just going to get right down to it. Uh, it's going to be a short little podcast. We normally don't uh, bring one on uh, our third week of the month, but it's, yeah, it just fell this way. So we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start, uh, not, we're going to, we're going to talk game of the year very end. So we're going to first start with best game direction, uh, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel, Spider-Man, Super Mario Wonder, and Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you know, um, I don't understand game direction a whole lot. I guess, does that talk narrative? Does that just talk the overall design? Um, I kind of look at all these and it's like, vague. it's a, yeah, it's a little vague. Um, but direction, I have to immediately think of like a movie, you know, like which one directed like the gameplay and story the best. And uh, how, okay. That's how I would look at it. And out of these three or five, um, I, I would, I would have to go with Marvel Spider-Man because Zelda's not too story heavy. I don't have enough Baldur's Gate under my belt to say it's that one. And Mario, mm. I don't understand Mario. Like you run to the right most of the time. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it's yeah, they brought back some uh, some classic styles. So even if it was like a new direction of gameplay or something, not like right. a directed game, it kind of came back. I mean, it has some newer features from what I understand, but it, it's kind of a, an homage to some classic style. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm interested to see what uh, what happens on this one. Well, if you had to throw a winner at this one, Josh, what would you come up with? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I love Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, but I think Baldur's Gate 3, yeah, that game is... It's it's an RPG to, like, the hundredth power, right? So right. I just think it's it's not, I guess, crazy new in its concept, but it's the best that's ever been done as for, for its concept. Right. And you're you're tens and tens of hours in that one. So that would make more sense for you to be able to put a yeah. answer into that one. So we'll find out. We'll see. We might have to revisit this episode and uh, see what uh, what we end up coming with. If we hit any winners or not. Um, next is best adaptation, which is basically game into movie uh, or television series, which is Castlevania, uh, Gran Turismo, Last of Us, Super Mario movie and uh, Twisted Metal. Um I I've already voted on these. I went on the website and put my votes in and I, I've, I voted Mario, which is definitely a bit of a hot take. I'm sure everybody else in the world is going to put last of us and last of us is going to win, <laughs> but uh, okay. I, I just had so much more fun and I go to movies to have fun. Last of us is extremely depressing. It's not really fun. Um, so for me, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fair let, me, enough. let me have, let me have some more fun. But uh, you know, the, the, also the other part was last of us was already kind of a movie game. So it's not really that difficult to turn that into a movie. So Mario, yeah, it's very, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mario is one of those where it's like, holy shit, how bad is this going to be? Like, you know, it's not going to be simple for them to do it. 
And I, I think they killed it. I think they, they did a great job on the Mario movie and it surprised the hell out of me. I know that for sure. Nice. So this is not the Castlevania I was remembering. I was thinking about the Netflix animated series. Uh, oh. So I actually have, haven't seen any of the things on this list. Yeah, this one is Netflix, but I think this one they're referring to the sequel. I believe the newest one is Nocturne. Don't quote me on that, but I don't know. I haven't watched okay. it. Okay, okay. Um, next is Best Narrative, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy 16, or Spider-Man. Um, mm. I, I, I went Cyberpunk on this one. The narrative in Cyberpunk is too damn good to say it's not worthy of a win here. I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised that's your, uh, your choice. Um, man, Spider-Man is another really great one. I do think the first game had a better narrative. Um, mm. I mean, it's, you know, it's like on this, you know, a, a, a staircase of like, you know, 10 flights is like three steps below the hundredth one for, you know, yeah. as for comparison for me. Um, but man, Baldur's Gate, I, <laughs> you might see a theme with how much I love Baldur's Gate. Yeah. I, I'm seeing <laughs> but, it already, everybody. I'm seeing it already. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the way I just, I mean, the, all the narrative is good and there's so damn much that, um, if, if anybody listening or, or watching doesn't know, uh, my wife and I have a playthrough we're doing, and then I have my own individual uh, separately. And I've experienced very much different things between our two uh, two playthroughs with different people in my party and stuff. And it's all good. Like, there's so much narrative, and it's all cohesive, and it all makes sense, uh, it seems like, regardless of what choices you make. So uh, just the amount of just fluid, cohesive narrative that is ever changing based on your decisions and party composition. It's got to take it for me. Nice. Uh, best art direction is Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Mario Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. And for me, this is Hi-Fi Rush. Like that game just stands out in my brain so good. Uh, it, mm. It's phenomenal. And I love I love the way that game looks. I wish there was a cartoon of it. I wish there were more games of it. Uh, the way the music and the art style yeah. kind of go together. I think that type of art direction uh, is is definitely more challenging to pull off. And I think they nailed it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm glad that uh, that smaller game is is making its way in. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. Uh, I really liked the new art, uh, the new art direction for Zelda, though. I, yeah. I like the Zonai art style and everything quite a bit. Um, I thought it was going to be hard for them to beat like the ancient uh, stuff in Breath of the Wild. But sure enough, man, everything looks really, really good. And they managed to change it up and still make it Zelda. Yeah, yeah, Zelda Zelda's a good choice. It'd probably be my second uh, choice. Um, best score and music is our next one. We have Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and Zelda again. Um, I mean, I, I chose Zelda on this one because the, the music in that one is just too damn good. They took old and oh. mixed with new and they kind of synthesized some and then they had like the way it built it into the story Dude. and the way that it was in the world and you just didn't notice it. And then when you did, you got chills and, you know, just there were just so many things happening yeah. in that game. Yeah, I if Zelda doesn't win best score in music, I will be offended, like personally offended. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. it, the music was it, it's a masterclass in music for video games. Yeah, it was amazing. So, 
I, Tears of the Kingdom has to make it, man. I sure hope so, because I think it deserves it. Um, next is Best Audio Design, which is Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, Marvel, Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. Um, I, I went with Spider-Man on this one. Um, audio design overall, I just felt like they just made everything feel more alive in that game. And everything kind of had that like... A just kind of gritty, raw sort of feeling to it when you're fighting or, you know, whether it's you hitting a wall or, you know, sound effects and, and everything else. I just think that it really immersed you more in the game. It was great. I I can agree with that. I think we're on the same page here. Um, man, I really hope Dead Space did a good job because that's, a, that's you know, horror games. They live on their ambiance. So oh, yeah. Bad audio design would just instantly make a game less scary. Yeah, so I'm kind of glad I'm glad to see it here. So so clearly it did a great job. Uh, so I'm hoping that gets pretty close. But I don't know, man. Like you said, Spider-Man is very cohesive. Everything yeah. makes sense. Nothing ever felt up out of place. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, best performance, uh, Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16, Cameron M- Monahan, I think is how you say it, for uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba and Cyberpunk, Melanie Libbard, uh, Liebert maybe, for Alan Wake 2, Neil Newbin, Newbon maybe, uh, for Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lowenthal for Spider-Man. Um, I had to go Idris Elba on this one because I... Like I was so into cyberpunk. He killed that whole performance for me. Um, Hell yeah. There were even, you know, even with hearing people picking out, you know, complaining that his like accent wasn't a hundred percent the whole time. It's like, you know what? I wasn't going to go too crazy on this. I think the way he embraced the character, uh, nothing mistakable stood out. It was just like, dude, this, this is badass. This is awesome. So nice. I, I loved it. Man, I'm hoping I'm pulling for Yuri. He's Are my you? favorite yeah. Spider-Man and, yeah, and any media it. ever. So uh, Yuri, once again, absolutely nailed it. Uh, no other actor and or voice actor has brought me to like tears in a yeah. game for <laughs> storytelling just with, you know, a couple lines. So Yuri, uh, incredible job again. Yeah, he did. He did an awesome job. Um, innovative and excel in accessibility. Um, or innovation in accessibility is Diablo, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter VI. Um, I've only played three of these, so uh, I went with Forza because it's just most the most approachable racing game that I've ever played, no matter the skill level. Um, yeah, and yeah, there are so many sliders in this game. I mean, you can change settings on so much stuff to make it easier or more difficult. Uh, so mm. the accessibility, no matter if you're hardcore or if you just want to get in and just kind of have an arcade experience was there, but high fry rush did a really great job too of that. I really liked their being able to, you know, if you can't hit the beat, you know, it's not going to kill you, even though it's like a main mechanic of the game, you can turn that kind of stuff on yeah. and off and still really enjoy what they're putting together there. But, uh, yeah, I had to give it to Forza. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I haven't. I am uh, blessed enough to not need a lot of accessibility options. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure. I haven't played with too many of them. But as as intuitive as Forza was for someone fully abled, I you're probably right, man. It, for make it that easy, and I barely touched racing games ever, and I got really into it, and I thought pretty decent at it. 
Uh, yeah. So that'd probably be my pick as well. Nice. Um, we won't discuss games for impact, honestly, guys. We don't. We haven't played any of those. Um, so best ongoing game: Apex Legends, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy, uh, fourteen, uh, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Um, I had to go with Cyberpunk on this one because not only did they continue supporting the game, they completely corrected the ship and made <laughs> an amazing, you know, experience out of it in the end. Yeah. Corrected the ship and then upgraded the ship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whole new ship. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played any of these. So Nick, I'll, I'll lean in here with you. All um, right. Just yeah. because um, I followed that story a little bit with you and how they just never gave up on that. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of just in support of uh, CDPR. Yeah, hundred percent. Hell yes. Uh, best community support was Baldur's Gate three, Cyberpunk, Destiny two, Final Fantasy fourteen, and No Man's Sky. Um, I I don't play uh, Final Fantasy at all, so that's the only one out of here. I touched on Destiny a little mm. bit this this last year, not very much, and also No Man's Sky because of the whole you know uh, Starfield comparison. But um, on this one, I uh, again uh, I had to go back in with just cyberpunk because the community had so many mods that were like fixing issues and helping with issues and all those things. Uh, um, yeah. Cause yeah. I do have it on my steam deck. So there were options uh, that you could kind of piddle around with on there that were kind of cool to see the community still kind of helping. Um, yeah. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I was surprised with, you know, how much CDPR spread their help. Like they just just didn't keep it in one avenue. They had it kind of all across the board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my only experience really with this list is Baldur's Gate three, and mm, yeah. some of the stuff is pretty niche. And I, there's one quest in particular that I really want to do, but um, I wasn't sure how to do it. And it turns out it's a little obscure. And oh. honestly, like when I need to look up things for Baldur's Gate, make sure I didn't like nothing glitched on me. I wasn't doing anything super stupid uh people have not been like real douchey about anything and people yeah. will uh will give answers they'll hide spoilers so oh nice i mean this is pretty much exclusively from like a reddit standpoint um no oh, very cool but from what i saw uh the community support from the community was pretty good yeah and if it's on reddit that's even better because sometimes you get into those uh you know problems on there um again next one in best independent game i have not played any of these um mm-hmm Dave the Diver Dave the Diver has my attention the most. Um I'm thinking about picking up Dredge because I can get it with my PlayStation points right now for free on PlayStation. But I haven't jumped in to do that nice. yet. So I'm thinking about it, but I I think I want to play Dave the Diver instead. So if I had to choose one, I would choose that one just because that's like my my biggest hype out of all those games. I I'm a, I'm aware nice. of all of them, Cocoon and Sea of Stars and uh Viewfinder, but um yeah, that one wants my attention the most. Um, same goes with the debut indie. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would be the one that has my attention the most, which is Pizza Tower. Um, it just looks super fun. It looks super old school. It's very retro. Um, and it's like a very fast paced, like just it's I don't think it's a constant runner, but it is it is a very platformy, fast paced, cool music uh made by a very okay. small developing team i think it was like a team of like five people maybe less so that one caught my attention and and my son's attention actually we talked about that one one day uh when he came home from school some kids at school had talked about it so it's 
it's cool nice. to see those kind of games get some attention from the younger crowd as well that's uh, paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, mobile games, I didn't touch any of these, so I can't even talk. I don't hardly look at my phone <laughs> for mobile stuff. Uh, I use it to play like with a backbone or something. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been playing some Monster Hunter now. It's the only one I can speak to. Um, right. It's fine. It's it's not the full Monster Hunter experience, obviously, being a mobile game, but for the goal is trying to accomplish, I think it does pretty well. Nice. Cool. Um, also, again, best VR. I haven't touched any of these. They're mostly all VR. Nope. Um, PlayStation VR games, Humanity, Gran Turismo, Horizon, uh, Resident Evil uh, Village, and uh, Synapse. So we'll move on from those. Uh, best action game is Armor Core 6, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. And... I mean, I've only played Hi-Fi Rush out of this list. I really wanted Josh and I both talked about possibly trying to play Armored Core at one point, but it was like right at the beginning mm-hmm. of the rush of games. So we didn't end up being oh able to God, do that, dude. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I only have experience with Hi-Fi Rush. Again, I can't I can't say, hey, yeah, that's a better game just because it's the only one I've played. So we'll uh, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, best action adventure game, uh, Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, played all of these except nice. for one, so good for me. Oh, no, two, sorry. I haven't played Resident Evil 4 Remake yet. Um, oh, gotcha. So, I mean, this, this one, it's got to be Spider-Man. As far as action goes, Zelda's cool, but Spider-Man is just an action game like you think action when you first hear about uh-huh. that i don't think action Spider-Man, immediately when yeah. i think of zelda so and i did have a Spider-Man lot of fun the... yeah no for sure uh spider-man's probably a better action game Zelda's definitely the better adventure game yeah uh, that's true zelda, <laughs> i i mean i love spider-man all the way through but like zelda's like non-stop high level enjoyment for like 70 80 hours <laughs> so gotcha. for me that, yeah. that takes it yeah, yeah. I, I did enjoy Zelda a ton. Uh, we talked about it in that review, but uh, Spider-Man just for me, just I don't know, it just filled a void that for me was like a constant. Like you just said about Zelda. That's what I say about Spider-Man. It was just always something happening, always calling me back in. Um, uh-huh. And it just just a little bit nudges out uh, Tears of the Kingdom just because there was more going on and it was more my style of game instead of like going and hunting, you know, Korok seeds and and, you know, all these little not real fun uh, kind of things that they put in there sure, for content. Sure. I was like, nah, you know what? That's not really action to me. So I would I would pass on that. But Spider-Man, uh, I Fair played enough. all the way through, hit platinum and loved it. So. Um, next is best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, City of Stars, and Starfield. Um, I've only played some of Baldur's Gate and Starfield, so I don't feel like I can really call on this one either. Final Fantasy 16's demo was amazing, though. I did play the demo of that, and it, nice. it blew my mind because it was just my my kind of Final Fantasy. Uh, I'm hoping for some kind of a sale so I can jump in and play that at some point, but... Um, yeah, Baldur's Gate's probably going to win this one. I, I don't really see anybody even coming close. I think it close. needs to. <laughs> I think it, dude, the game's so complex, but so so well put together. Although yeah. Final Fantasy 16 showing up on so many lists makes me like want to take a second look at Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping for like some kind of a holiday sale between now and Game Awards. 
you know, or after yeah, Game Awards yeah, hits, yeah, yeah. you know, if it wins some or if it's like, hey, you know, we got a lot of attention. Maybe we'll throw a sale out because people are talking about us again or something. Yeah, for sure. That, that'd be cool. Um, next one. Uh, I've not touched any of these. It's the best fighting game. Nope. Josh and I are not <laughs> fighting game fans. So so we'll we'll nah, move on from that quite. one. Uh, best family game. Uh, I've only played two of these. Um, and one of them, well, actually I can't even say I played it cause I tried to play party animals, but it was like some cra crazy, like 15, 20 minute wait to get in the server. So I backed out, uh, Mario wonder. I, I feel like Mario wonder will win this one by default on honestly. Um, okay. But out of, out of these though, Mario wonder to me is not a family game. It's not fun to play with family. It's not fun to play with more than one other person. Uh, so <laughs> oh, no. it would not get my vote at all. It just, it's just, uh, Mario just holds his own in a single player title. And when you add somebody else, it just adds a level of chaos that kind of takes away the enjoyment because you have to pay attention to yourself and someone else. And that's just, you know what? I, just be a dad. Just be a dad in real life and do that part then. Leave me alone in my video games. <laughs> in my Mario video games. But I would choose uh, Disney Illusion Island. Uh, we've, we've been thinking about picking that up, but we haven't done it yet. But it looks super wholesome and cute. Um, out, of, out of this one here, it looked like the most built for family, built for co-op kind of game to me. Gotcha. Gotcha um best sim slash strategy again i haven't touched any of these at all so i guess we'll move on to the next one mm -hmm. um yeah. sports slash racing um ea uh, fc 24 f123 forza motorsports hot wheels unleashed 2 and the motorfest crew motorfest i've only played forza and i feel like forza should beat all of these to be honest just even though that's the only one i've yeah. played the game is so good is so damn fun is. so it good is. like we said super easily it, approachable and even if it wasn't that good it wins the list yeah. for me regardless it's yeah, got your car right? it's probably the only one that has my car in it <laughs> yeah so it You're should right. win it's got a 2002 trans am ws6 that's right i don't think yeah, motorfest does it i don't i don't think motorfest got it <laughs> <laughs> um best multiplayer oh multiplayer presented by discord so i guess that's just the way they're gonna they can get paid, I guess. But um, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Star uh, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, like, you just said it's not Mario. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not Mario. I, I can't talk because the co-op is all I've played with Baldur's Gate, and we're still going through a giant learning curve, so we haven't like gotten to the point where we're comfortable yet. Um, Party Animals yeah, just looks really fun. online time. Yeah, we are. We're going to have to knock full, something out. Full party, Baldur's Gate. That'd be Casey sweet. Casey and I know definitely what we're doing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> I think it plays pretty smooth. I think it's actually recently gotten better with the patch because I've noticed more bugs in uh, split screen uh, co-op than I have by myself. But it's, uh, uh -oh. I'm like 20 hours versus 60 hours. Yeah, so. well, that's good to hear. Uh, most anticipated game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. So jo Josh, here's Hades, Hades two. 2. Yeah, I was going to say. Hades <laughs> 2, dude. Yeah. I am pumped for that game. Yeah, nice, nice. I think a lot of the world is very pumped for that one. I still have to beat the first one. Uh, it just There's just those moments where it's like, do I play now? No, and then I, I don't go back, but... Um, 
it's a tough game for me. So I have to admit, it's not I'm, I'm not just cakewalking not through that super thing. easy. Yeah, I mean, it's not a cakewalk. Like once you start getting through it and you start learning and get, you know, the weapons you're good with it becomes a little bit cakewalk and then they let you like intentionally make it harder. So then it's not a cakewalk and you can earn and unlock more. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. It is. I think it's a really easy pick up and play kind of game. Like once you have the muscle memory in there, it takes you 10 minutes to get back in and, you, and you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like uh, I jumped into it for maybe like 90 minutes uh, a little bit this year. And I was like getting into that flow. I was like, nice, nice, nice. And then, you know, you start getting it handed to you, like you mentioned. And I was like, OK, maybe I'll come <laughs> back. And then I don't know, something else happens. And then you lose that muscle memory and everything. Hey, man, so. 2023 has been a crazy year. Yeah, it's just games anymore. It's just the, the way it goes. <laughs> um, mine is definitely Star Wars Outlaws, hands down. Uh, I I'm not even, yeah. yeah, that game looks awesome. Yeah, it looks fantastic. So I can't wait. Uh, we got some activity in chat. Uh, Venturing Hobbit, since Game of the Year nominee usually goes on sale after award show, are there any titles in the nominations you guys are looking forward to getting on sale? Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll answer that one here in a bit. We're about wrapped up. I mean, talk to our Game of the Year and we'll talk about that too. Because um, the rest of these, we're really not going to talk too much about. They're esports stuff. Um <laughs> And honestly, I mean, content creator of the year, that's just Josh and I. That's that's we win right there. That's it. That's us. You know? Yeah. I mean, come on. We're, we're not going to vote for the competition. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh, we got to talk about the big one right now, uh, and that's the game of the year. And their nominees for game of the year are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Wonder, and Zelda Tear of this Kingdom. So um, this is the biggest reason I wanted to make sure we do a podcast and talk about this and get it out of my brain, talk with Josh. I've been on Discord talking about uh, it a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, let's talk about who we think's going to win. And uh, I'm going to talk about a glaring omission that I, I, I'm not happy about. But Joshua, what do you think? Who are you going to go with? I think I know. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Zelda, dude. I mean, oh, it's do my you? Okay. Pick. Yeah, I, I figured mean, you. I figured you anyway, go Baldur's but... Gate. You know, <laughs> I dude, I love, love, love Baldur's Gate. But from like uh, an objective point of view, and Baldur's Gate is definitely no slaps from an objective point of view. Um, Tears of the Kingdom was like an Elden Ring, Elden Ring esque like wave, like phenomenon this year. Mm, yeah, there was like article. Tears of the Kingdom player built this, made this, made a real flying flapping bird. True. Did things that the physics engine probably shouldn't allow, but does. You know, it was, yeah. it, it hit like just a massive wave and it really, really held on for a long time before any other news really took its place at all. Yep. I mean, it wasn't until September and that's when, uh, you know, Baldur's Gate came out. So it had a few months of glory and then Baldur's Gate came out and just kind of uh -huh. kind of covered up a lot of that. So um, there is a yeah, lot of a big chat whether or not um, Baldur's Gate's going to like kind of get a recency bias sort of vote and maybe, you know, end up winning because Zelda gets kind of lost. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not 100 percent, you know, new, new, but it's going to be a four month old game by the time it's over. And Zelda's going to be more like a seven month game. But I I think Zelda should win, too. Now, I've played Baldur's Gate and the, the main reason why I think Baldur's Gate should be number two, because I do think it's a close tie. I think those two are the only two that should have been put in this category because nobody's going to talk about the rest of them, honestly. But <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I'm having a hard time learning Baldur's Gate. So for me personally, Zelda is that game that you can go in, you can play, you can learn, you can understand. It's much more approachable. You know, it's from yeah. ages, yeah, ages yeah, yeah, like yeah. five, six to, you know, 50, you know, just anybody can play and have a great time with it. But, uh, no, Baldur's Gate definitely has that uh, fan base that already knows the learning curve. I mean, they're all a lot like you, Josh. They just jump in. They know where they yep. are. They've already played yep. D&D in real life. They know the rules. They know everything. So I I totally get it. Um, I I think Zelda should win out of these six. 100%. Yes. Um, yeah. Whether it does or not, we'll find out. I don't know. But I feel like it is, it is the game that... Uh, did a lot of things that a lot of people didn't think it was going to do, even though it was a sequel. It had one of them situations, you know, had to, had to surpass what happened. New. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a sequel and it wasn't just like Breath of the Wild 1.5. It was a whole ass new Zelda bigger and better than what Breath of the Wild did. And that one blew everyone's mind. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the glaring omission I want to talk about here, uh, as long as, as as well as uh, the the one of these is not like the other situation on this list, and that <laughs> that is Mario Mario Brothers Wonder it is nothing like I any. I wondered, of, man. Th- it just it makes no sense that that is in Game of the Year competition, um, and the reason I say that is because this game uh, it's a side scroller, it's it's just a fun platformer. And there's not a ton of challenge to it. I mean, I have no doubt that I could have just blew through this game, you know, if I wasn't playing with family and stuff and probably, you know, two or three hours faster than I did. So this is, you know, a shorter game too. Um, it, you know, it looks pretty. It's great. It plays phenomenally. It's amazing. But we have, you know, Alan Wake and Resident Evil, which are both horror games and they're linear. OK, that's fair. Right. We have. Yeah. Baldur's Gate and Zelda, which are completely open world, go do whatever the hell you want sort of video games. <laughs> and yeah, then we have Spider-Man 2, which is pretty open world, not do anything, everything you want, but, you know, also still has a linear story into it. So it's not fitting 100% of the realm of Baldur's Gate, and it doesn't have like the customization and the level of creativity that Zelda does. So where's where's Spider-Man 2's, you know, brother? Where where's its where's its partner? It's not Mario. You know what I mean? It it just doesn't fit. Uh-huh. It's Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. That game makes sense to be on this list. And the fact yeah. that that game is not on any list pisses me off. Like really like upsets me. Dollars. Yeah, the game was extremely good, made a ton of money, had a great story. It fit the world. It was made by people that were passionate about the books and the movies, and they made something that was brand new that held up to those books and movies in a fashion that hardcore fans would admit to. And I I am going to stand behind 100% that the the game awards decided to not get involved because of the JK Rowling bullshit that happened when the game was coming out and people trying to boycott it. And I don't think that is fair to a company that really showed their colors with this. I mean, this was made by avalanche studios who we know made Disney infinity before this. And they made a game that was this good, this open world, 
so yeah, much to yeah, do yeah, in yeah. it. There were so many things you could do in it. And all of it was on theme. And it wasn't just a game made for fans either. It was a game to create new fans too, because it was so easily playable. It was a lot of right. fun, you know. And again, like you mentioned the Zelda, this game took over the internet. I, I mean, you couldn't oh, swipe did. a TikTok without wave. seeing, you know, Avada Kedavra <laughs> memes and gifts, gifts everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. And, yeah. And uh, I, I'm absolutely appalled almost that this game just got snubbed a hundred percent snubbed makes no so. sense at all. I think it did, man. Yeah. I even saw, I didn't get to read the article, but game ramp posted something like where's Har- where's Hogwarts legacy. Yeah. And any of these nominations. And I'm like, apparently Nick's not the other one. Like I haven't played the game, so I can't uh, testify to too much, but you know, uh, Nick, we talked about it at length uh, on the podcast and yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's no short in quality. Like, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I know your household is. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I trust in your judgment there. So, I have zero doubts it was just as good as any other media. And, man, I don't even, uh, from talking about it then, if I remember right, Rowling wasn't a part of this really at all. No, that's the thing that kills me. Like, she it, did. It's her source content. That's but it. She wasn't involved, period. Yeah, like the example I gave was like George Lucas had nothing to do with the three sequels that came out, right? The last, you know, seven, eight, and nine, right? Nothing to do with them. Yeah. He he didn't. He sold the company to Disney. This is the equivalent of saying that, well, uh, let's just say George Lucas is a racist and he's thrown out a bunch of racial slurs and everything. And then everybody uh-huh. starts boycotting Star Wars because of it. Okay, hold on, hold on. Like everything that's coming out from Star Wars, they make a Star Wars video game. Let's say Star Wars Outlaws comes out and let's say six months before it releases, George Lucas has some kind of scandal and then everybody's going to boycott that game because it has Star Wars attached to it. He's He created Star Wars, but he didn't create that game. He didn't put his blood, sweat, tears, and passion into that project. He just created yeah. some piece of content that everybody else can go out and do what they want with and you know make new content for everybody else. And that's the exact same scenario we have here with J.K. Rowling. They literally just took what they wanted from source material, made an amazing game for a lot of fans and new fans to play. And what's the problem with that? I mean, yeah, don't agree with what she did, what she says, but don't punish people that have tried and, you know, pumped so much into this, you know, with their abilities i mean these these are some genius people because it is by far one of the better games that came out this year um so much more than some of the ones i see on this list because it just doesn't make sense to me um how you know it didn't get stuck in best narrative art direction none of it audio design was great uh i mean it had some great performances as well it didn't have like any standout actors or standout characters so i you know i can 50 50 that one but you know, come on. I mean, there's so many things. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. So that that one I had to get out of my brain and talk about a little bit because I just think it's total bullshit. So I have to get that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so back to chat here. Games, uh, okay. Game of the Year nominees usually go on sale after the award show. Are there any titles in the nominations you guys are looking forward to getting on sale? Um, mm. the actual nominations, I mean, 
I kind of want to play all of them. <laughs> I've played half <laughs> of them. So, well, more uh-huh. than more than half. The only ones I haven't played are Resident Evil and Alan Wake. And I do want both of those. And I am hoping that Resident Evil does go on sale again. It went on sale once already, I think, for like 36 bucks digital on PlayStation. And Damn. I almost did price. it. Yeah, it's almost half price. Yeah. I think it was like a 40% discount. Um, I almost jumped on it, but it's just there's too many games right now. So I did not. I know. And, and I know it's a yeah. it's not like a heavy title, uh, meaning it's not 100 100 hours. But um, it is, you know, it's it's enough. It's like a 25, 30 hour title. Um, so I Alan Wake 2, I want to play, but I want to get it after I beat the first Alan Wake and Control. I've decided told myself that's what I'm going to do because I think I'll have the better experience doing it that way because they are kind of a multiverse of games um you'll catch the references that way too yeah yeah, exactly so um josh i mean anything from you on the game of the year that uh has your interest peaked for potential sale uh probably of those i mean i've I've played a lot of these already (laughs) yeah you're talking not a big i appreciate mario for what he is i'm not usually a pretty uh, big mario guy but Resident Evil 4 would probably be the one um I beat it way back in the day when it was still current. Uh, but obviously the remake was really good because it's, yeah. a, it's a game that's already been done before and it had several nominations. So right, right. it has to be like one hell of a remake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, how do you feel too? thinking of just talking about remakes real quick? So we'll talk about a couple more. I, I think about on sale. But when you think about remakes being tossed into the mix with these game of the year nominees, you know what I mean? The game's already been out. Like all they did was, you know, make it prettier and add a little bit of here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can see it other either way because if they really did that good of a job making it modern, um, I think it deserves some sort of recognition as far as being game of the year when the game's already been made. Yeah. That gives me a little bit of the, I don't know, heebie-jeebies. Like, why um, is it here? Is it, like, make you think off. that? Like, why yeah. Why is it Game yeah. of the Year nomination? Like, maybe, like, you know, making, like, it's a best remake. Done. You know, Several having times. having it be in yeah. a category that's equal to, you know, everyone else in the category would make more sense, I think. Yeah. 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 I agree, I agree with that, too. So, I mean, we're on the same page there. Um, I, I do have to say Final Fantasy 16 is one uh, Hobbit that I am... I'm definitely looking forward to like, I want to play that so I'll badly into it more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a hell of a lot of fun. I could not believe how fun it was. Um, and it's just, it's an action RPG. Now there's no turn base. It's not real heavy in the RPG light. It's RPG light. I guess I should put it that way. Um, okay. It's just, it was just a hell of a lot of fun and it was just some simple to upgrade your guys and know what you're going to do next. And, you know, your your dog buddy partner was awesome. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but it was pretty cool to have him kind of join up. And the story is very much a Game of Thrones sort of feeling. And I I dig okay. the story. I dig the vibe of Game of Thrones. So I really like that. Um, voice acting was great. It, it wasn't as cheesy as you see from a lot of these Final Fantasy titles. Uh, there was still some cheese here and there, <laughs> but not crazy. Okay, fair enough. 
the aeons yeah. like the giant like uh beings that you can call in and control or use to fight alongside you were just over the top you know anime sort of style like you get from a jrpg nice. that's, that's awesome yeah. Uh, yeah i it was just this level of it was cool how like it went very like I'm 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 realistic. I am like grounded with my story and my Game of Thrones feeling. And then it went just uber crazy with, you know, these aeons being able to be called in. These crazy battles are super over the top. I really like that contrast. It just kind of kept the game constantly fun. And not to mention all the combat in between it was just a blast. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm going to have to check it out. We're kind of sort of coming to a slow in some of the crazy, like high high quality games yeah. coming out lately. That is true, so, absolutely. Uh, get maybe the rest of Baldur's Gate under my belt, and then maybe maybe I can start <laughs> looking at some other things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, not, with all these nominations, Final Fantasy 16 has my attention. I'll have to check it out more. Good, yeah, yeah. That'll be a cool one. We can if we both end up playing, we can chat about. That'll be fun. Um, I mean, the other ones I would look at would be indie titles. So. Uh, I'm assuming that they would run some sort of sale on Steam or, you know, uh, GOG or wherever when they Likely. do. Likely, yeah. But yeah, I would, I would definitely love, and you guys, you know, if you've, you've listened to the whole show or not already, uh, you know, Dave the Diver and Pizza Tower, I would like to check out. And I know they're both like $20 titles, so I'd like to see if I could snag them both, you know, like 10 bucks a piece. Uh, that would be cool. I would probably pick them yeah, up, and even play sure. them for later if I didn't have time at the moment, but just still grabbing them on sale. Toss them on the Steam Deck, have them for later. I think that'd be about it, though, nice. honestly. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Hades 2 will not go on sale when it first releases. Yeah, like <laughs> no game ever does. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's about it. I don't know. Armored Core did have my attention for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it did, cool. didn't it? I haven't paid too much of attention to it because, like you said, that's when everything was starting to roll in that was about boulders gate time so yep uh definitely wasn't looking at it then uh man it does look cool i've only seen a couple clips and uh of like combat and stuff and some screenshots but it's got some real style to it yeah and it's got like different endings and stuff too i come to find out so you can get like these cool canon endings and then you can like go back and play again and you know build different things take different paths and then you end up going you know another way and get whole different endings so i thought that was kind of cool and i guess the endings kind of like uh they they kind of connect each other so like you can kind of see like this this universe of story being built depending on which ending you get and then if you look at all of them together they kind of make something all right so I, I don't know the spoilers. Yeah. I don't want to know the spoilers in case I do play it, but I, I guess that's kind of how it's built, which is kind of unique. For sure. All right. Well, hey, that's our take on the nominees. Uh, we're going to get out of here and go play some Overwatch for a little while. Uh, Overwatch 2, that is. And uh, we'll see how bad we suck, I guess. So um, <laughs> if you'd like to stick around, you guys are in chat. Come we'll watch. Find out. Yep, you'll you'll be able to watch my son every once in a while. He's gonna he's gonna just kind of take my controller because uh, I don't think he's got it set up on his PS4 if it's even an option. But we didn't look into it. It's no big deal. He'll play with us. It's all good. Nice. So we are out of here. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week and we'll be talking some brouhaha. So we'll be chatting about what we've had for the month and talk some discord with you guys and what uh, games Xbox is making uh, that you want them to make anyway, that you want them to focus on, that's over on our Discord, Cues and Brews. So go check that out and let us know what games you want Xbox to start focusing on now that they own all three of those big $70 billion company, right? So, 
Yeah. All right, guys, we are out of here for tonight. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. So until next time, game on. Volume up. And stay loud.